Hi, my name is Derek, and I am here to speak on the topic, Is God a Misogynist? Before I start, I want to express my thanks to Pastor Kenneth Olusonia and Vifai Ministries for this opportunity. But before we begin, we're putting God on the spot now, and before we begin, let's just define what it means to be misogynistic. So, certain dictionary will define it as just basically hatred, hating women, or exerting one sex being the male gender, exerting dominance forcibly on the female gender through discrimination, sometimes forcibly, sometimes with violence. And yeah, we can say that we live in a world that is largely patriarchal. And it's not like this. If this world is the way it is, and we have a God that made this world, if God made this world that is largely misogynistic, is he himself misogynistic? The Bible has several cases of misogyny spread in its pages. So if this is a God that says this Bible is his word, is he also a misogynist? Now let's look at it. And I'm here to say no, no, God isn't. And this is, this is the first point I'll make is, it's just simple. The Bible has so many bad things in it. Like, as far as we see, the Bible is a book of light, but then it's talks about darkness a lot. It talks about sin. It talks about violence. It talks about slavery. It talks about death. It talks about wars. And it talks about misogyny. So when the Bible talks about certain things, it doesn't mean God endorses them. Now look, the Bible isn't a book of political reform. The main purpose of the Bible is the reform of mankind through the sacrifice that Jesus made. So while the Bible does acknowledge that there are some things not right with this world, it doesn't look at those things and say, yes, God supports them. It means God does not support them, and this is why we're seeing it. When we see those bad things, what we're seeing is a diagnosis of the state of man that God solves through Jesus Christ. Okay, but then it's like this. God does not support misogyny. God is not misogynistic. Fine, fine. How? You've seen it proof. You've seen it proof, and the proof is in the Bible. Now we start with... In Numbers 27, there's a serious case here. A certain group of girls called the daughters of a man named Zophihad. Zophihad had no sons and had only daughters. And during the time when they were spreading or rather dividing the land into inheritance, they didn't get any because they were women. And so these women decided to come together and make a case with the elders of Israel. And so Moses, being the sole leader at that time, took the matter up to God. Like, yo, some women are saying they have rights, so come and speak on this. And God, God took their side. So this is one of the first cases of women actually demanding what was rightfully theirs. And when the matter was taken up to God to see his view on this, God was like, yeah, they are right. They should not just be pushed aside because they are not men. They are his daughters. They have rights to this land. They have rights to the inheritance. Now, another case. Several thousands of years into the future, Jesus Christ coming to, came to the world as man, and the Bible tells us Jesus Christ was God. So if you believe Jesus Christ is God, then you believe that his point of views and several things he said were the point of views of God. Now that aside, Jesus Christ, a question was brought to Jesus Christ by the teachers of the law, and it was simple. Is it proper for a man to divorce his wife? And today, that, might, that question might seem weird because the, the cases or what leads to divorce now is far different from how it was then. But then it was actually normal for any man to just push his wife aside for whatever flimsy reason. Yeah, I don't like how she does her hair now. Divorce! <laughs> no. But then Jesus Christ speaking to them was like, no. 
God does not like divorce. We, the Christians use this term so many times now. But what Jesus Christ was talking about was their pattern of divorce then. It was not proper for them to put their wives away for any reason or for what they seem fit. But then he stated something. He was like, but because of the, hard, because of the hardness of your heart, Moses had to permit you to do this. So there was something here. There was a problem. Man was stubborn. Man had the hard heart. Later in the, some place in the Bible, God describes it as our nature. So it was man's nature to sin. It was man's nature to demand certain things like that. And because it was man's nature, there was nothing Moses could do about it at that time. So yeah, Moses permitted them to divorce their wives for whatever reason. So now we see that one, Jesus Christ didn't like it, meaning God doesn't like it. And again, when Jesus Christ died and resurrected, he appeared first to women, which was, you can see that was unusual because then in their court of law, the testimony of a woman was deemed void. So if a woman comes, if like several women come and say, we saw this guy steal, and one guy was like, nah, cap, the man's, the man's voice would hold more power. But then Jesus Christ appeared to women first because that didn't matter to him. It mattered to him. What mattered to him was the fact that he cared for them. And if he loved them and they were there, why not? So we see that God didn't hold that point of view. So it's not like this. If God is against misogyny, what did he now do about it? It's one thing to be like, hey, I don't like this. And it's another thing to just fold your hands and look. So if God fold his hands and look as everything happens, doesn't that make him an accomplice of the problem? Now, God isn't an accomplice. And I'm going to tell you how. So John 3, 16, God so loves the world that he gave his only son, that's whomsoever. So we see that in the gospel, there's no discrimination. But the book of Galatians chapter 3 tells it better. It says, now all in Christ Jesus, we are sons of God, yeah? And how, then he mentions something. He says, so to God, it doesn't matter whether you are Jew, Greek, whether you are slave or free, whether you are man or woman, whether you are a child or an adult. We God, the sole unifying factor for God is belief in Christ. So the gospel is already a factor that unifies everybody and kicks away discrimination. One other thing I want to to say again is that the fact that there is something terrible in the Bible does not mean that God endorses it. So I remember when I said that there's war, there's murder, and yes, there is misogyny, but I want want you to see it as a diagnosis. God knows what is wrong. God sees it. And that is the thing. Man is sick. Man has a falling nature. And Jesus Christ is that solution. Jesus Christ is that cure. When he was speaking, he says, those that are sick do not need a physician. So he came to bring healing. He came to heal the world. Then, some other case that people bring up is the fact that they say that um, God established patriarchy in the home. And I want to say that God establishing a form of hierarchy in the house is not him saying that he endorses discrimination. When God set up structures of authority and the rest, there are structures of governments and everything, is to bring order. God set up structures of order for us to follow, but man in his fallen nature brought discrimination, sin, and wickedness into it. That God makes man the head of the house does not mean God tells man to treat his wife like a lesser being. Man and woman are created equal and they are seen as equal before God. So I want you to see that that you're a woman does not mean God loves you less. 
God loves you just as much as he loves the man. God loves his daughters just as much as he loves his sons. The problem is with man. The problem is with us. And the solution is the gospel. Thank you. All right, guys, thank you so much for watching. Uh, wonderful people here at Vivify give very wonderful explanations. Of course, remember, time is short, we, you know, but uh, in the small time, little time they had, I'm sure they were able to, you know, start spark up some conversations. Please um, use this time to start sending in your questions if you haven't done so. I think you, you'll be able to see it on the screen. Uh, on Slido, using that link, you can send in your questions. We're going into that shortly after this session uh, so i'm going to answer those questions right away so please 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 make sure that you ask your questions don't be shy and try not to be too anonymous all the time so that we can always be able to refer to you or reach out to you if we want to um you know if you want to get those questions answered for you all right